Let's do it. Music matters. Yes, sir. Ambition, 81 Drew, how you guys what doing? What the fuck is going on, bro? What's good, bro? We in here, bro. Appreciate Not you guys here. doing this. California. <laughs> yeah, this is a dope spot, man. I appreciate you having us. Yeah, yeah bro. Thank you, bro. This is home right here, bro. I actually live here, so. Are you from Mountain View area? Yeah, yeah. I actually grew up in Mountain View. Actually, I was born in Santa Clara, but uh-huh. um, I was raised in Mountain View. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so Mountain I, View, I feel like it's kind of an interesting area. Cause it's like right outside of the city, and it's like, I feel like it's known for tech mostly right yeah no if you literally look up google that's literally like the headquarters right here so yeah it's literally like 10 minutes from here how far are you from uh niner stadium i think we were like 15 minutes oh that's yeah, sick, yeah. So sick we're always there too so you were here before it though oh yeah, yeah no i was way before it here when you when that was like built did the traffic here just get super many yeah bro like the light bro everything was like brand new to us and like, yeah like going to great america because you know everyone goes to great america if we're uh-huh. here, so oh like, that's like right here yeah, huh yeah, yeah it's like literally right there so oh yeah, yeah okay i'm like getting a reference for where this is now yeah yeah, yeah yeah so it's it's like literally in the parking lot so it was just like home to us so it was just like right there yeah that's kind of cool i feel like when, when you get that big of like a tourist attraction come like i don't know it just makes your where, where you're living so much more of like a tourist destination it changes the yeah, whole like no, atmosphere of everything uh, yeah no because you got like google facebook and then you got twitter and sf and then you uh-huh. got like netflix like 20 minutes from here too so like people don't really know that and like that's why it's not known because they don't really put it out there it's like real silicon valley yeah basically i feel yeah. like people just assume like all those companies are based in the city yeah but like none of them are <laughs> they're yeah, all from out here yeah and it's separate too and it's like it's local too so uh-huh. yeah drew where'd you grow up here yeah so i i've been at the bay for all my life but i was uh i, I was actually born in mexico so okay i came here when i was a little kid and then i've been here ever since love it been i just grew up in mountain view and I stay in San Jose all the time, San Francisco, Oakland sometimes. So I love I love the Bay for sure. How old were you when you like moved to uh, California? Uh, I was like f- four. So so you don't remember? Like, I don't remember anything. Yeah, I definitely got that culture, that Latino culture. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what's kind of cool with the Bay Area. I feel like it's a hub for like a lot of like different cultures and immigrants from different places, even parts of like different parts of America. Yeah. You know what I mean? People come here for yeah. jobs, whatever it be. But like it, it's always been kind of cool, like growing up in the Bay Area in a place where like you get so many different cultures. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, here you you got it all. Here you got music, you got tech, you got like so many from other countries too. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's just it's just like the whole world's here, and that's what's up about it. Do you guys feel connected to the Bay Area? Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Like musically. Yeah, yeah, musically. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's a cool area to like grow up in musically. I feel like one thing I always say with the Bay is like I feel like it it, it it's like think of it as L.A. but like. 10 times more genuine. Oh, it's yeah. almost as if, like, it, 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 I don't know. I've always thought of the Bay as, like, it's like L.A. Everybody was, like, a little bit more authentic. Yeah, yeah no, we, we definitely got our own swag here. Like, like people won't yeah. understand our own swag, like, from L.A. and this and that. Like, like the language we speak and, like, mm-hmm. all that. Like, like, they won't understand it. Only from the people from the Bay will understand. That's one so. thing that's super different. Even, like, the way people talk from L.A. versus the Bay. Yeah, yeah Like, no. whenever I'm down in L.A., I don't, I don't realize the differences. You know, like, I don't realize there's, yeah. like, things we say in the Bay that, like, they don't say in other parts of California. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like if you put like my uh, like uh, Mac Dre like in the club in like Florida yeah. or whatever, they're gonna be like, bro, like what is this? But if you put it here, then you know everyone's gonna go dummy. So see, that's the thing about LA too. Like LA's dope, but I don't feel like it has the same culture as the Bay because it, it's very much like a place where everybody comes from different places opposed definitely. to like more people being from LA. Yeah. Like a lot of the people who live in LA aren't from LA. No. So it's like you get all these different, it's an influx of people from other places and yeah. they kind of like bring the culture of their city or you know, their, their state or wherever they're from yeah. and like bring it to LA. So it kind of like almost like soaks like a lot of the culture out of oh, it. Whereas definitely. I feel like a lot of people from the Bay like grew up here. Oh yeah, no, no. I mean, p- people who grew up here, like straight from the Bay Area, like they mm-hmm. they grew up on like the like the high fee culture and like all that. And I feel like people from who grew up in LA, like like specifically LA, like they all that on sound, like like the West Coast shit. And then I mean, yeah. So I mean, definitely got our own swag here, definitely for sure. Yeah, uh, on the West Coast stuff for sure. Like like uh, damn near like a lot of it. I, I was I almost feel like when I listen to, like older like. LA hip hop, a lot of it like bled from like the Long Beach sound. Yeah. When you had like Snoop and like Snoop. a lot of like the stuff like that, that like swagger filled like West Coast sound. Yeah, 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 a lot no, of that definitely. bled into like early LA hip hop. No, no, definitely. definitely. And uh, I want to just say, bro, and the, the thing that's so dope about us is that like we have that culture and like we mm-hmm. try to have that our unique sound, you know, yeah. so we can add something to the bay, mm-hmm. you know, not just keep it always hyphy. 
have the roots, but at the same time branch out into other stuff that we like, and then hopefully other people will like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, because if you really hear our music, it's really different, bro. Like, yeah. it's really different. Uh, although, like, we go off, like, you know, sometimes type beats, but at the same time, like, like the beat doesn't originate from the type beat or like something that we asked for and it's our own sound and I feel like that's why it's so dope and that's fire when you think about like newer Bay artists too that's like how you take a sound and you start like moving it forward yeah. you know what I mean like it, people from the Bay can't just be making hyphy shit forever nah, eventually nah, it nah, has yeah. to like evolve into something new and that's dope yeah. you guys are trying to like pursue that yeah, yeah no definitely and I, I even asked them the other day like hey bro like if you really listen to our music like what type beat would like would you think of like what big artist would you think of when you hear the sound and he, he couldn't answer it because it's like, bro, because yeah. we got our own shit. Like, it's, it's our own, like, own shit. It's very different. Um, just, like, the little bits, it's, it makes it different for us. So Like, a lot of your stuff. Yeah, a lot of your stuff, to me, that sounded like, like, it, it has Bay Area influence, but it doesn't sound like a strictly Bay Area thing. Yeah, exactly. Especially with, like, the way you guys treat your vocals and stuff. Yeah. A bit more, that's, like, not so much of a Bay Area thing. Yeah, no, we, we take so much pride into making, like, songs. Like, we, we really take our time with it, and we just want to make sure it sounds so dope, because uh, we've been in this for, like, four years already, and then, like, our music has definitely gotten way better, mm -hmm. and um, I feel like that's the dope thing about it, because that doesn't make me stop, because, like, the more I'm learning, like, the more, like, I want to get more into this shit, like, more deeper. And, like, that's why we're taking our time with our shit and, like, you know, really taking, like, the pride into what we do and just put it all on our sound. And I feel like, that, like that's what's so dope about us. Do you feel like with each new song you make, like, each new rap oh, yeah. you write, do you feel like you learn something every time? Oh, definitely, bro. And that's the dope thing about it because um, it, it, like, makes me want to do other things, you know, uh -huh. like, you know, sing more or, like, you know, do more, like, melodic type shit. And instead of just like rapping in bars and this, yeah, that, like I want to expand more, and that's dope about it. I feel like what helped us was like COVID, not gonna lie, because mm. that really like made us sit down and just plot and just be like, what kind of sound do we want? Yeah, what kind of audience do we want to bring? It just made us really like reflect, like we were talking behind the scenes, yeah, yeah. like really just reflect and like see how, how we can move on and see what type of music we can make, make the best type of music. For the type of crowd that we're looking for, you know? Yeah, so. that was honestly, like, COVID was big for me in that sense, too. Yeah. It gave me, like, I just remember being, like, locked in the house, like, just having so much yeah. time to, like, reflect. Yeah. I was talking to Edward and Chloe on the way here about this, and it's, like, I remember, like, specifically being, like, locked up and just, like, working 24-7. And it kind of made me, like, contextualize and realize that, like, you have to do things that, like, make it, make the work worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it can't just be work 24-7. Eventually, you got to, like go out and live your life and, like, remember, like, this is, like, what I earned because I worked, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I based my music off, uh, like, the people who I'm around with and what I do every day, you feel me? Like, you know, something can happen last week, yeah. like, something happened last week, and, like, that can be, like, not life-changing, but it can really open my eyes to something, and that could be a new song or something like that. Because I try, I just try to make music, we, we just try to make music for people, um, like, to make an impact in their life and like actually get feel the message. Some. Yeah, yeah. I feel something. You feel me? And uh, that's always been one of our goals. And I feel like we're achieving those goals right around, like right now. Yeah. I feel like when you have music, like one, I, I was talking about this last night in the interview I did. I think like one of the most powerful things in music is relatability. Yeah. Like if you give somebody something they can really relate to and like they can get something out of it or like you said, like maybe people feel something. Definitely. That's like how you can make a track that somebody comes back to. Yeah, and, and that's a true fan right there because mm -hmm. they're, they're going to keep coming back and they're going to keep, you know, going back to your music and, like, reflecting if they're going through something. If they're feeling something, you know, they can just turn on your song and it can make it feel better. You feel me? So that's what we're trying to do. Do you ever struggle with, like, in your lyrics and stuff, like, being <laughs> super, like, open and honest about experiences you've had? Uh, yeah, but um, I did before, but then it's, like, it's just part of the game, you know? It's yeah. Just, it, it, like, there's a reason why you're doing this, you know? And... And, and like that's the reason so i feel like for me i, I still hold some stuff that are personal yeah. i feel like that there's a time and place where to say stuff mm. i feel like uh the direction that we want to go we want to be like open we want to create fans but we definitely want to keep some stuff kind of personal and just like know when the right time to say stuff you know yeah it's a really hard line to it's, tell. yeah it's it's kind of hard you know you got to balance like a lot of stuff you know like yeah I don't know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Especially when, like, I, I mean, the thing is, too, when you open up like that and you give people something, like, a true story, something to relate to, that's, like, how, like, like what you were saying, like, that's how you make a fan. 
Yeah. That's what somebody will come back. If they feel something every time they listen to one of your songs, like that's how you get somebody to come back and they really get invested in you in like in you as a person. Yeah, no, definitely. And I I mean that's one of our goals too, is just to build a really hardcore fan base. You mm -hmm. know, not not just one who just listens and dips, you know. Yeah. Like we like we want a hardcore fan base. And yeah. That's you guys have played a lot of live shows, right? Yeah, I think we've done like I think already like close to 10 do you see already. people coming back to the same shows like oh, the yeah. same people yeah, returning yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah see that's gonna be an like, awesome feeling and then like we have our homies too that always support in and like we have new people supporting too and actually buy tickets for us so and like because some just buy tickets for like the headliner but like the people who buy tickets for us like they go for us yeah you yeah. know so which which is dope as fuck you feel me so yeah that's gotta be an awesome feeling i mean yeah. that that's like the sign of a true fan you know when someone's yeah. like coming back if they really love your stuff they're really coming back for every one of your shows whenever you're in their city like they're gonna pull up yeah that's like the sign of a true true fan yeah no definitely because and then when, when we get booked for these shows like we have to sell tickets you know yeah so, like, like some promoters like have us sell tickets and use that money to, to pay off the slot you mm -hmm. know so um every time we do bro like we like we sell it like we sell all those tickets and it's it's awesome. hard because when we first started doing it it was hard because we, cause we didn't know if, like, 30 people would show up just for us, you know? Yeah. We, had, so. we also had no help. We didn't know what we were doing. We were just starting, you feel me? Like, yeah. Like, anything. We yeah. had to, like, find what worked best for us, and we just kept going with that, you know? Yeah. Do you remember, like, your first show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. It was. Yeah, it was, it, it was a funny show. Um, I actually booked King Rod uh, from SOB. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King Rod. Uh, I think it was like four years ago or three, uh, and he never showed up. So I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> and then, uh, it, but the thing is, like with that show, so like King King Rod was headlining that show, and um, the whole goal was to have people from our city, like rappers from our city, open up for him. Mm -hmm. So that's why I did. So I gathered up like my homies and shit, and we all opened up for King Rod. But King Rod never showed up. But, that's tough. And then, man. and then we we had a second show um, uh, two months later, and I think like. 30 people showed up or whatever mm -hmm. but i mean uh, it, it's, it's just part of the game you know and, and like i remember those moments because now like i'm doing 300 plus now yeah so it, it's just dope as fuck to see like like the whole thing turn into life you know from from 30 people to like more than 300 and doing it at like san francisco la you know all over california and it's just dope as fuck because we just started out in a bowling alley so like that first show huh. was in the bowling alley so um from the bowling alley to like shout out Xbar though yeah for letting us do that <laughs> shout yeah. out yeah um yeah and then I and I just connected with uh with Bird Management and mm -hmm. once I connected with Bird Management that's where it took off bro so and they give you all kinds of opportunities yeah yeah Gerald Joe is like my mentor so like he like, who uh, Gerald aka Bird um, is is he connected to is is that the guy who's connected to brick and mortar? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, I, I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gerald, yeah. So I I've met Gerald uh, four years uh, four years ago, and once I did, bro, like he like he's been there for me like since the start. You know. That's awesome. How'd you meet him? Uh, through IG. Okay. Because uh, I saw someone tag him like in a story or like in a post or something, and uh, I was like, oh shit! So I just clicked on on his profile and I saw what he did. And I just reached out, and he like fucked with the vision, and he fucked with well, like what I got doing. So, yeah, and we just been connected ever since. That's super dope. Is yeah. that something you do a lot? Like reach out to people on IG because because that was how yeah. like you know like that yeah. was how we got connected. Like you yeah. just reached out, and that was like I, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And it's uh I think that's a very very underrated trait to be able to reach out to people and network that way. Do you find yourself like in people's DMs and people up a lot? Oh yeah, I'm so thankful for social media. Yeah. Um, although like I'm on it all the time, which like could be bad, but like you know that's that's basically my job. You know, I have mm -hmm. to connect. You know, I have to reach out as much as I can in in order to achieve the goals that we want to achieve. And like the vision to come true, so I, so, I just uh, try to reach anybody out. hit us up. Feel me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I mostly just connect on IG. Connect, yeah, connect on IG for sure. Yeah, that's important. A lot of people think they can do it alone, but you really can't. <laughs> yeah, I, and then it's like so hard. from back then, like I, I always like think of back then, like how like the artists came up, you know, like like the rappers you see right now, like mm -hmm. the big rappers. It, it it was way harder for them, and I don't know how they even did it, but you know they fucking did it. Yeah, and that's I feel what like we right thought. now. We just have it more easier. Like everything's so easy right now, but mm -hmm. it's just things people don't take advantage TikTok. of it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Like people don't take advantage of it. Like people don't realize like how much social media, like means like nowadays. Yeah, you know, very it, much so, especially in networking wise. You know, like yeah. it, it 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 must have been like what you were saying, like older older. 
musicians, it must have been so much harder to like really go out and meet people. Yeah. Whereas like now you can just shoot somebody DM, to, uh, <laughs> you know, let's kick it, and then it's like it, yeah. that's as simple as it is. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. How um so how did you guys originally meet? Uh, we met back in high school, so freshman year. Okay. Yeah, and, and it's funny too because like we we met in PE class, <laughs> yeah. so it was like the first day of high school. And like, um, I went to PE and I walk in and like they had us in like lines, like you know by by our last name, and um, and he was next to me, so his his uh, his first three letters of his last name is A R R and mine's A R R too, so we just connected like that. Yeah, man, it's and destiny, then, um, bro. That's fate. Yeah. yeah. And then we just uh, we we really connected senior year though, mm. so because senior year that's when we started putting out music, and like that's when I brought him on. I just want to say too, we performed that prom. That shit was oh, so that's lit. That's fire. Yeah, that so, was so lit, bro. <laughs> yeah. So our, our senior year too, like we we performed at our prom, like out of nowhere, and people uh-huh. weren't expecting that. Shit was shit was crazy. It's dummy, bro. That's so fire. Yeah. Yeah. So then we, we we really connected senior year of uh, high school, mm-hmm. and um and during our graduation of of high school, we literally sat next to each other too because of our high school. <sighs> it's dope, you know. So it's, it's like, full bro, circle. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I'm like, fuck, like, like this, this happened for a reason, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. not some like real fate shit. We, we were talking about that on the way here. Uh, Edward just like found a dog, just like loose, like in his neighborhood, oh, yeah. and then like he he like found he took it to the lady, and now he like got a job like walking the dog, you yeah. know, like it's just it's just, like fate, like yeah. just like, stuff that happens that way. It's like funny the way that stuff like just. It almost feels like it was meant to happen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the fact that you guys have the same three like first letters of your last name, like that. There's something behind that. There's some like whether you believe in God or fate or whatever. Yeah, there's yeah. some like other worldly force that like just makes things happen mm-hmm. like that. And I also feel like those are the opportunities you have to be open to. You um, know, like people who like act as if those don't matter. I feel like that's when you start closing yourself off to opportunities. And I feel like like those moments are like the best ones. Mm-hmm. Like the best ones where just like things happen out of nowhere and it like things happen good for you like out of nowhere and. Yeah, I feel like that. Like that's what happened with me and Gerald, and like me and him. Like it, like it just connected, and we just knew it, you know. And that's what dope as fuck about it. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. Like, part of me, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that's like fate, because I'm not really that much of a religious person. But I do like, I do think like most things happen for a reason. You know what I mean? I feel like there's some kind of greater plan, be it just some belief in whatever Mm -hmm. that like there is some course like the road is supposed to take. Are you guys religious? Uh, yeah, 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 you say that we are, yeah, so. For me, actually, um, I'm like, I believe in God, but I'm more towards, like, uh, being an atheist, mm-hmm. if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. No. I mean, I, yeah. I, I used to be Catholic, but just over the years, kind of changed. Um, but I do, I, I do agree in the sort, in the sense that things do happen for a reason, just based on my personal experiences and stuff, and, Based on like what's happening with yeah, music yeah, stuff, my homie over here, yeah. and just overall my life, you know. I mean, whether I mean at the end of the day too, like whether it's true or not, it's still like a good thing to believe because it, it gives yeah. you some kind of hope that like you know yeah. things will just work out. Yeah, and like you don't give up, you know. If if you have that that little hope and that little spark in you, like take advantage of that. That was another thing I want to ask you about, just not giving up and being persistent. I assume, like, your name, Ambition, the name you go by, that has mm-hmm. that's like a play on that. So why did you choose to go by Ambition originally? Well, because at that time, uh, I was trying to, like, create, like, Daydream, I guess. So, like, I came uh-huh. up with Daydream, and, like, I wanted something um, that had Dream in it, you know, I, mm-hmm. but, like, without Dream. So I just looked up, like, Dream, and I think I looked up, like, the anonyms or the synonyms of... Uh, of of uh, dream and ambition came up and it just clicked for me and then, um hmm. and it, it just clicks with like the whole story and like the whole journey of what we're trying to do you know because I've always dreamed about like doing uh, podcasts or like you know performing live and just making music for people and like making a big impact in people's lives because I, I I love making people happy I love making people laugh and like you know all these things and I just wanted to do it like in a music manner so like that's why our ambition was just like perfect like the name for me. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think, yeah, I think, I mean, that's where you really know your music is valuable. You know, if if, yeah. if you're, and it's also like doing it for those reasons, it kind of like makes sure that everything you do along the way is going to be genuine. Yeah. But you have to remember like why you started shit. Yeah. That's something that I try to like keep very close to my heart. You know, it's like yeah. every, everything I'm doing now, everything like the whole team is doing now, it, it, it started with like me writing, I and mean, we were talking about this earlier, it started mm-hmm. with me just like writing about albums I liked on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
I, I started that because I love music. Yeah. And you have to remember why you start things. You have to remember, yeah. it doesn't matter how far you get along your career, you have to remember why you started that career. Yeah, yeah. And, and also it's just to help out others as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what, what I want to do with Daydream is not only help out, you know, 81 or like Bileto or Jared Beats, but I mean, just help out as much people as we can because a lot of people want what we want. You know, and then and, those people you just named, Philo is our camera guy. Yeah. Shout out Philo, he's over there chilling. Shout out Philo. <laughs> and then uh, Jr. Jr. Beats, he makes all her, all our beats. Dope yeah. guy. Shout out Jr. Jr. the boy. How'd you guys originally connected with them? With uh, well, so with Jr. Beats, uh, it was through through a homie, uh, uh-huh. uh, Jay Jay the Realist, and um, Jay Tiny oh. and Tiny John. So. Uh, we connected with Jared Beats with through them, and then with uh, Filetto, we connected through my cousin. Oh, so, okay, uh, so it's very natural. Yeah, 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 natural. yeah, very natural. Again, back to some fate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, and then it's like family too, because like we we've known uh, Jay the Realist for like a long time now, mm-hmm. and uh, but, like the fact that he connected us with Jared Beats, and it it, it just made sense, you know. And I'm glad it came together. Yeah, yeah, of course. Talk about Daydream a little bit. So just for everybody that doesn't know, explain like what you guys do and what you guys kind of function as. So uh, Daydream, you can say, is like a little label like we're trying to do. Um, uh, Once it gets bigger, we're trying to sign artists uh, Mm -hmm. under under the label. But Daydream is basically is um, like like, like a label in in a way where we can book artists uh, so they can open up for other people, like other headliners. Um, we can help them out with their promotion on IG or like uh, try to fix up their IG profile anything so we're just trying to help out other artists as well um, but it's just hard right now because we don't have like uh, I guess like the fan base or like or like the support that we have um, it's not big enough so like yeah. that's why also like, uh, real quick uh, in a sense I feel like we're a movement too you know like yeah. anybody could be daydream in a sense like let's say we're at a concert and we're performing fan could be a dreamer you know a daydreamer you know it, you feel me it's a movement at the end of the day and we are pursuing something but i feel like it's a movement you know yeah Definitely. that's real and i think that like you have to keep that in mind you know what i mean it's like, like asap asap uh mob yeah uh, uh other groups um like i'm sure you probably know a couple yeah. groups <laughs> but uh you feel me like we're just trying to you know set like a ground like a, a movement you know like a, a group type thing but at the end of the day, you know, we're still individuals. Uh, we're still trying to, like, create a label, help out other artists. But, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, during class, like, I'd, I'd be there, like, you know, looking at, like, the like the famous rappers performing or, like, in the studio or, like, you know, like, having studio sessions. And, like, I want I, I want that, you know, and, and, like, I wanted that. And I'm pretty sure other people are feeling the same way I do. Of course. So, like, so like that's why I'm trying to be that. So, like, I, I can try to help them out because I've been there before. And I, and I know how it feels like, and, uh, you know, if I can help this person out as much as I can, I mean, that, and, like, that's the whole goal. So I, I, I just, I'm just trying to help out other people as much as possible, but also work on my music and, like, try to be, like, the main source in the Bay Area, you know, to go to if, like, artists need help. That's super dope because I feel like, specifically with a label, you know, the intentions behind a label can get cash grabby they can get like slimy real quick yeah, so it's yeah. cool oh, no, like no, no. that like yeah. i always think when artists start labels the intention is a bit more genuine yeah, you know yeah. what i mean yeah no definitely and and uh, I've, I've been around like you know artists and how they are and like you know and how they move and, and how they live and like how they deliver and so like that's why i'm super strict on who i really want to pick you yeah. know like i want someone who is like always hustling you know has a vision you know has like has a dream and like doesn't want to give up on anything, you know, and always wants to grind. And I mean, and I've, I've met other people too, and it's just it's just frustrating because it's like they don't they don't they don't have the vision, and like uh, I feel like I'm not really gonna connect with them and really communicate with them and like try to get them where they want to, you know, because I, I just don't want to get taken advantage, you know, as like other people. So like, that's why I like pick out like specific artists and like people who I really generally fuck with and like see a vision with. Yeah, that's yeah. sick. I mean. <laughs> Honestly, when you're trying to start a label or even act as an A and R in any yeah. sense, it can be really easy to take it, be taken advantage of, yeah. just as easily as like you can take advantage of an artist, an artist can take advantage of you. You know, yeah. it goes both yeah. ways. Cause, yeah, I, I've definitely been taken advantage so many times because I used to throw shows too, and like when I started throwing shows, and that's when it, re- I, it really opened the eyes for me. It's like, whoa, like people would be shady, like yeah. really shady, like they don't care what they say to you, like they don't care how they act around you, like they don't care. 
and I and I'm I'm glad I, I went through that because like if I didn't go through that I I probably would have been still lost you know I still would have been confused on how to move and how to do stuff how to pull business moves all these things so um but yeah no definitely is it's you really gotta pick out and you really gotta like focus on like who you're really working with you know. Because at the end of the day, you know, you don't want to be screwed over or fucked over, so. I know, obviously, like, ambition and, like, dreaming is, like, a big thing for you. Do you feel yeah. like when you meet somebody, like, can you tell right away whether or not they have real ambition, whether or not they really want to work oh, yeah, hard? yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, I've, I've met a, a few people already, you know, that have the same vision uh, as I do. Um, yeah, I have definitely uh, can tell right away um, how, how, how they are and how, the, like, what kind of person they are. Yeah, I mean, that's the hard part, right, too. It's, it's, it's like when you're starting something, like, you know, Daydream, for example, and you guys, you have a very specific vision of what you want to be and what you want to do. It's very hard to get other people to understand your vision to the same extent that you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel that with Above the Bridge, for sure. Like, the amount of times people have asked me, I go, like, what is it? You like, It's a music media company. What, what, what does that mean? Like, what is it? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. But it's really hard. But then it's like, it, it, it makes the moments when you meet people who really understand your vision and like see what you're trying to do yeah. makes those moments even more valuable and you hold on to those people and you really cherish them and you and you just respect them and you have a mutual respect because it's like you 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 it, those people are valuable you know it's not only you but you're valuable to them and it's just you grow a great relationship based on the fact that you guys both have a belief in something yeah yeah and i feel like there's there's not uh that many of daydream i guess mm-hmm. uh, out here in in the bay because mostly just people would just make music you know they, they don't want to focus on other business stuff, you know, other business, like, opportunities that they can have, and, because uh, that's all I'm trying to do with Adrian, is just, like, have it, like, as a brand, and, like, as a label, too, so, um, and I feel like that, and, like, that's why we're different, because there's not that many people trying to do what we're trying to do, and, like, they're not really trying to help other artists when, in reality, we need to help each other, you know, if, 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 if we really need to, like, if we really want to go up and, like, you know, put up numbers, or whatever, we just got to help each other at the end of the day, because people would just be in their own lane and just, like, you know, just focus on, on their on their thing, which is not bad, but at the same time, you got to do it right, you know. Did, did uh, Daydream, like, start with you four, or did you add people as you went? Um, I, I've, I've added uh, people in, in Daydream before, um, but it's just been mostly me and him, mm-hmm. uh, most along, because due to, like, you know, unfortunate, like, experiences, like, with other artists, um, but... Mostly it's just me and him right now with Daydream. I get it, man. It's hard yeah. to find people that really understand your vision and really yeah, believe man. in the same things it's, you do. It's, it's just so hard and so hard for us. Yeah. Because they, they don't see the vision. Like, like they, don't, they don't see, like, you know, mm-hmm. what, what we're really trying to do. And I feel like that's why I'm not really, like, like tripping about how long it's, it, it, it's going to take. Because, you know, at the end of the day, like, I know I'm putting the work and I know I'm putting everything I got into this and I know it's going to come true. It's just a matter of time, you know. So, are you a big believer in like manifestation, like kind of speaking your dreams into existence yeah, and like dude, saying yeah. things are gonna happen before they do? Yeah, yeah, no, like like before, like and when I was in high school, like I, I didn't, but then I I started realizing it and started seeing it, and that's when I was like, oh my god, this is sick, this yeah. is so dope. So like that's what, and like that's why I'm still doing what I'm doing right now because of the manifestation. I I believe in that fully. That's honestly. A big part of the reason why I feel so honored to interview not only you guys but all the musicians I interview because yeah. it's like I love the idea of like them saying something in an interview and then it like like something they're gonna do and then coming back five years later yeah. and have that thing happen you know what I mean like that's a beautiful thing yeah because I see like I see like the videos we did before and like the music the, the music videos like the shows like everything like we I always go back to it and I just fast forward to now and like to see like all the things that we've done. It's so sick, bro. It's so sick. And uh, I'm, I'm proud of 81. I'm proud of like Filetto, Jerry Beats, everyone who's been with us. Like we like we have like like really strong support, like people who really like fuck with us, like they fuck with mm. us, you know, and and that's what drives them to our shows. And like that's what drives them to the music and like our support system is really strong right now. So did yeah. you? Throw shows before you made music, or was it like after? No, yeah. So first, I actually started with music first. Okay. So I started with music first, and uh, I wanted to like perform, but I, I didn't know how to do it, you know. So I'm like, so one day I was just like eating breakfast or like eating lunch, and I was just like, bro, like, what if I just throw my own show and see how it is, and just gather up like like the homies like who rap from from Mountain View, from mm-hmm. Sunnyvale, from like around here, 
just get him in one stage and just have him like open up for like a headliner. And at first there wasn't going to be any headliner. So King Rob wasn't going to be there at first. So that came up about like a month or two after I planned the show and, and announced the show. And yeah. When you had that experience and that he didn't show up and everything, was that like motivating to like want to like one up yourself next time you do it and stuff? Because I, I yeah, was just yeah. speaking from personal experience, like I've had failures like that, like huge failures. And, yeah. and, and, I feel like they they produce great moments of growth and like reflection. You know, like yeah. I'd sit there and I'm like, okay, why did this go wrong? Like, what can I learn from it? Like, do you think you like learned a lesson from that? Definitely, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if it wasn't for that, I feel like I would have never done the shows I've did I've done in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've definitely um, definitely learned from it. Uh, I learned about the business side of booking an artist, yeah, like, or like how to set up a show or how to like put together a show. I definitely learned. A lot from that experience so that's why i wasn't really mad at the moment i was mad like i was like bro like what the fuck like yeah you know this <laughs> and that but of course yeah then i was like no nah, like this is a learning lesson for me you know so definitely but yeah no i started doing music first and then i started doing the shows i stopped making music for i mean i did make music but i didn't put out as much as i put uh out the shows so um and then when COVID hit uh that's when i re- went back to the music Cause like everything was closed, like there was no, yeah. no tours, no shows, no anything. So I was just like stuck. So I was like, all right, bro, like I need to get back in the studio and do something. And uh, COVID really changed everything for music. I feel like if COVID didn't happen, I'd still be like, not be like proud of my music or proud of mm. my my craft, you know, or I wouldn't be putting as much effort as I am right now into the music if COVID didn't happen. So is that like what you guys were doing every single day during COVID? Just like locking in and just making tracks? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. yeah, so like uh, when Jared Beats uh, hit me up, he was like, bro, like COVID's here. Like you're not going to be doing shows. You're not going to be doing <laughs> yeah. anything. So you got to get back in the studio. And me and him, we just locked in like for like, and, and like at that time too, I also got laid off from my job too. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's when I'm like, okay, I really got to lock in now, bro. So um we made it like we were in the studio every week like three four times a week uh for like about like four months and then that's when he came in the studio too because he's he started realizing oh shit like he's like he's in the studio putting in work so mm-hmm. like that's when he got into and then him and jared locked in and like we've been locked in ever since like COVID. yeah that's like dude COVID. i feel like for so many musicians I talked to, it was such a turning point. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was almost like contextualization that, like, wow, this isn't permanent. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, definitely. And it was just hard, too, because, like, things started to open up again, and I wanted to do a show, too. But the thing is, like, I got so into, like, music that I just yeah. totally forgot about the show. And, like, well, not totally forgot about it, but I just, uh, I just didn't want to deal with it because it is a lot of work. It's definitely, like, frustrating in that point. So, like, I felt like music, was the right thing for me like right now and so i haven't been focused on shows doing shows booking artists or or, uh, booking headliners anything like that now what's the process of that like do you just pretty much like hit up a promoter hit up a booker and then you just like get the bill and like how what's that like well yeah uh you you just gotta hit up like like the email and artist's uh, page sometimes Mm -hmm. um or if you know like someone that's connected to them like you could just like shoot them a like email or anything like that but it's, it's mostly like an email you just shoot him like the offer, shoot him like 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 the whole plan for the show. And we want to I'm no, it's okay. And then, um, I forgot that was connected to the thing. <laughs> and then um and then yeah, and you just get a response, be like either it's gonna be uh what's it called? Uh, um it's uh I, I forget what the term is called, but it's either you give them a like a bag or like you just give them money or you just um just give them the money that you made off the tickets uh, yeah. off that sales and just give it to them so you don't have to pay like the artist so the it's just based off the amount of tickets that they sell so but mostly people just want to go like the easy money way mm-hmm. so just give like give them money um and just give them like the booking fee uh which is hard because like sometimes it's like 10k you like, gotta come up with the money K. yeah yeah so like you really gotta find like the like the right artist where it's affordable and that can bring a crowd and that's mm-hmm. very known and that's when uh, that's when I booked Sui, you know, Sui Generous and DC the Don. Uh-huh. Yeah, I booked them because like, yeah, because they're from San Jose. Well, uh, DC the Don's from Milwaukee, but Sui uh, Sui's from San Jose, and it it just seemed perfect. Damn, that's you dope. Know? You booked DC the Don. That's fire. Yeah, yeah. So we yeah, yeah and I literally picked them up from the airport. Like <laughs> that's cool. The show, yeah. like I, I was just all connected with him, and like after we went to uh, after I picked up DC the Don, we went to Sui's house, 
and we kicked ass at Weast House for a bit, and then uh, and yeah, and I just dipped and I just went to uh, to the venue, and it should should like like these experiences I never take for granted because I've That's met, awesome. like I I opened up for Ugly God like for and we did business with Blueface. What was, what were those experiences like? Was that like was that nerve wracking to get in front of that many people? Yeah, so with Ugly God that was like the first eye opener for that me. That was too. crazy. Was, I bet that yeah. was a crazy yeah. night. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that was definitely eye opening. Late crowd. Because uh, I like not grew up listening to Ugly God, but I was very familiar with Ugly God, mm-hmm. and um, just to open up for him and meet him and just like chop it up with him, it was so dope, bro. It I mean, he was a huge opening. part of like everything that's happening in hip hop now. Definitely, like people, like yeah. people think of Ugly God, they don't think about like how influential he was as like an artist. Like it's it's yeah. kind of interesting. You think about like the early days of like the whole SoundCloud wave and stuff. He was on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, definitely. And then like I was already so used to like the like the hospitality of like rappers like when like when they get to the venue so like i was already familiar with like the whole like behind the scenes of everything what happens like, mm-hmm. like with the show and everything and and like that's why when, when i met him it, it was still like still shocking but you know at the same time like i didn't want to keep out or anything like that because you know yeah it, but um but yeah no definitely it was definitely an eye, eye-opening experience especially with Blueface too like seeing like the impact Cause he, like when, when when we did the Blueface business, like he was coming up heavy. He was like where mm-hmm. where Tatiana like came out and like he was hot, bro. Famous Crip. Yeah. So yeah. Like, <laughs> so like to see him perform like here in the Bay and like to be like part of like to make that happen, mm-hmm. she was sick as fuck, man. She yeah, I bet. Cause he grew up in Oakland, right? Uh, I think he grew up in. In LA, I think. I'm oh, did he? But but, but wasn't know. he? He was from the Bay at some point, right? Or maybe he lived no, here. I don't know. I, I, I think he's from LA. I, I honestly don't know. Oh I think, yeah, yeah. I think he, he's he's from LA though. Uh, I don't think he grew up here. You ever had any like bad experiences with that? Like booking shows? Like what are the challenges that come? Like have you ran into like any major hurdles? Um, like in terms of what? Like in just booking of... shows, artists, like bad experiences with artists. Oh or yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Like, uh, for example, we threw a show in LA. 2018 mm-hmm. uh, for this artist named uh, Marco XO. He was out of Florida, Orlando, Florida. And uh, we just connected with him uh, through Gerald. And we booked him for to headline the LA show. And um, at first we were going to have like uh, J bands out of a little Yachty sailing team. Mm-hmm. So we were going to have him headline. But then like we like sent him the money and like like his manager just stopped answering his emails and texts Whoa. and shit like that. So and that was like two weeks before the show. And that was two weeks before the show. So mind us, like we're from, for, we're from the Bay, and we're this is our first time doing something outside the Bay. Yeah. So we're gonna go to LA, a whole different new venue, whole different venue, whole different people that we've talked to. And two weeks in, he just starts, he just stops answering his phone calls, like emails and everything. His manager. So we had to scramble and get another artist. So that's when we got Marco X. So, um, but just like those things, we've always been like. You know, fucked over, like not answering calls, not answering emails, changing up things, like changing up the prices, and like just asking for like unnecessary stuff mm-hmm. that like when it could just be so smooth and just like, all right, I'll pay you. I say you show up this time, you sit and like this is how it's gonna be, like the whole plan, and that's it. But it's just like all these other always get a little cocky and like you know ask yeah. for like extra things and because of uh, of like their status or like their following or whatever, you know, and. But it's just part of the game, you know. And but I I've learned to deal with, deal with that. I learned how to you know approach that and like how to handle it. Uh, but yeah. I mean that's super fucked up too, especially when you're like, you know, you're. It, it sounds like at that time that money comes from you working. You know, it's not like exactly. it's not like you're pulling that money exactly. out of nowhere. Like like you're working your job to get that money and yeah. then you're investing it back into your dream. Then it's like. Yeah, People fuck you over. That's a sad thing. Like with the king, with the king ride. Like I like I paid in out of my Jamba Juice money because I used to work at Jamba Juice. So uh-huh. like all that like all that money I sent like like that can't save for my paychecks. And for him to like like fuck it over like it, it is what it is. But you know I I can't really trip about it anymore. You feel me? Yeah, it's a tough experience though. Yeah, definitely. Are you still working a job? Uh, at Jamba. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still working a, a daily job, um, a better one too, obviously better than mm-hmm. Jamba, but like, uh, yeah, I, I, I still I still work a daily job. Does that motivate you to like even want to go harder with music to kind yeah, of escape bro, that life? Like, dude, I, I like hate going to work. Yeah. I hate going to work because like I rather, because every time I'm at work, I'm, I'm focused on the music. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm I feel that. I'm like creating different ideas and like different things and I'm sending emails and like connecting on IG, so I'm, I'm always on my phone at work. 
and like it like pisses them off. So I'm like, bro, <laughs> it's like, bro, like, I, I, I gotta do it because like it takes a big time like out of my day, and like mm-hmm. I'd rather put my time into music and doing this than just be working like that. So it definitely frustrates me, and it. It, it is what it is. So eventually, hopefully, like later on, like I won't be working that daily job. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. And like that's the goal, because I really want to do what I want to do. You feel me? I really want to do mm-hmm. what I love doing. Do you work at like a normal day to day job, Drew? Uh, yeah, I do. I actually work at a restaurant. Oh, I've, that's I how feel I feel you. Yeah, 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 brother. Yeah, yeah. And you know, if you ever work at a restaurant, bro, <laughs> you should try it. You should try it. <laughs> <laughs> you learn a lot, but at the same time, it's it's helped me. Obviously, I would want to, like, you know, not do that for the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah, of course. But, uh, you know, it keeps me, keeps me, gives me money to, you know, buy food, you know, really pay right. rent, pay stuff that I have to do, and pay for music. You know, that's really why I do this. The only reason I work is really for the music and obviously for, like, life stuff. But, you know, um yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to work there no more. <laughs> but shout out, shout out where I work at. I won't say work because you know if I blow up. Shout out work. Yeah, shout out work. <laughs> shout out restaurant <laughs> business though. Shout out work. I feel you there, bro. Working in a restaurant is like the best. Like it, 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 it teaches you how to have patience. I'll, I'll patience. say that. You know, like yeah. <laughs> there's some people who come to my restaurant who uh, they're not not the most polite, not 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 the kind of assholes, and it's like it teaches you. Not it, it, it's given me a lot of perspective regarding like how people are different too, and mm. like the way that like people because you know someone if I'm serving a table and someone comes in pissed off they're gonna take that out on me yeah. obviously I mean you know that and then it, but it's like you gotta it, it gives you it's it's kind of helped me try to learn perspective a bit more like just think like oh maybe this person's having a bad day you know maybe like they I don't know maybe maybe their dog ran away this morning like yeah, maybe yeah. like they got a fight with like their girl or something you know yeah. and it's like it gives you perspective and just it it, it forced me to try to think about other people's perspectives oh, more yeah, and yeah, think bro. maybe I don't I don't have it so bad yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no definitely I, I definitely have those moments too because um, you just never know what someone's going through you feel me? yeah and, and like if you take your anger and put it on them mm-hmm. or like if you take your frustration and put it on them that just makes it even worse for, for them you know it doesn't make anything better for them so like that's why I always take that you know into heart and then you end up feeling worse anyway yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, I think like the, the worst thing to match anger with is anger and, and, and it costs nothing to be nice bro yeah like, it, it oh, costs, exactly it, dude it costs nothing to be nice bro so I mean you know, well, might as well. It makes you a better person too. I mean, <laughs> if 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 you really get to know like the type of people that we are, like we we we're really genuine people. Like we're, we're straight yeah. up when we have to be, but we're really cool people. Mm-hmm. We, we like helping people all the time. Yeah, we're we're not into the, like the whole like gang violence, like the whole like, yeah. Like you know, there's no reason for that. You know, like I agree. I I, I get it. People like have that look and like that keeps them going. But like, bro. I'm a Latino kid, you feel me? Like, I promote nothing but happiness. Nothing, I talk about experiences that I go through. Maybe here and there I talk about, like, you feel me? Like, ignorant stuff, you yeah. know? About the, about the club, It's girls, fun shit, uh, though, fun yeah. But you feel me? At the end of the day, you know, it's it's just time and place for different types of music. Yeah. yeah. But the type of uh, message that we always want to give is do what you want to do and just be happy, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. That's beautiful. I mean, I've always felt so terrible for people who are born into that lifestyle, you know, because yeah. speaking from somebody who I, I grew up so far from that lifestyle, like I never had to experience that. You know, I grew up with like my parents and I grew up with a relatively good and healthy childhood. So it was like I, I've always felt really terrible for people who had to grow up in that environment and, you mm-hmm. know, kind of be born into that life and then not really have a choice. It, it's it, it's not yeah. exactly that easy to get yeah, out of it, no, I definitely. would imagine. And that's always been something I've, I've I've struggled with, like been like just feeling like I I wish everybody had a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people are born without a chance. Yeah, no, definitely. It's just yeah. like luck of the draw. Yeah, yeah. And and they got to work for that chance, and they got to realize mm-hmm. that chance. You know, so it's just part of life. Yeah, it's all yeah, exactly. Life. It's all it's all roll the dice. Yeah. What kind of music do you guys grow up on? Did you grow up with music in the household? Yeah. So like my my cousins my my cousins introduced me to like uh, Mac Dre like E Forty like Too Short like like all the like the uh, hyphy artists when I was growing up. Um, and obviously it just developed into mm-hmm. like other you know like J Cole Drake and um other things. So yeah, I I like grew up on uh, on hip hop like ever since I was a kid. 
Um, I, I was interested uh, when I was like, I want to say like six or eight or something like that. But um, my, my my influence basically is just like you know like like Drake, uh, J Cole. Um, I, I I will say Kendrick too, but like the modern you know, goats, yeah, yeah, like the modern goats basically. Uh, also, Russ too. Russ oh, has wow. played a huge role in like my career. Were you inspired? I could I could say he'd be inspired by Rush or uh, not Rush. Russ. Yeah. <laughs> Rush is a different, very different artist. But um, I see how you could be inspired by Russ from like a work ethic perspective. He oh, was really cool back definitely. in the day when he was putting out a song a week. You know. Yeah. He was doing all that stuff and that. I've I've talked to a lot of artists who were inspired by that. Is that something that you took a lot from? Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, Russ. Like his his whole story. I it was so like like relatable how it is right yeah. now too you know like everything he's he went through it's like i'm I'm going through right now too so like and he's a big leader in a, a master station too so mm-hmm. um he's definitely played a big role in, in like my career um and then he also put out a book too where he just put out straight gems bro yeah. and i i hate reading i hate reading i have never <laughs> been a big fan of reading uh-huh. but I, I literally read his book and it was like the best thing ever. Really? Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Did that inspire you to read more? Like, did you enjoy the book? Uh, no, after that, I didn't read a book. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but I, like, when Russ put that out, I was like, bro, like, this is a straight gem right here. Yeah. So, like, I, I like, have to read it. Oh, dude, uh, maybe it'll be, put, put me on. Maybe oh, I'll read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's sick, yeah. I'll, I can show they you. They got audio version? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, about, how about you, Drew? Did, did you grow up with music in the household? Yeah, but uh, for me, actually, I didn't start listening to hip hop since. So till like I like 13 or mm-hmm. 14 what I grew up yeah. listening to was uh Latin music uh a lot of cumbias mm. yeah. uh my parents are Latinos so they would always play that all the time when we're eating bro they would put that all the time bro I would try to do That's homework awesome. and they can't like <laughs> just pause it for one minute bro and yeah. that actually like taught me how to like multitask and like I started listening to like instrumentals, lo-fi type music, and just mm. it, it helps me like to uh, remember, you know, like when I would study and stuff. But uh, I would listen to a lot of like Latino music, um, and then I started actually the first rapper that I, I listened to on the radio on my way to go play some soccer. Uh, it was Drake. Yeah. It was like best I ever had, mm. and that put me onto like mainstream like hip hop and like. Uh, you could say that was in pop, right? That was that was just mainstream hip hop, like right? Like pop rap, mainstream hip hop, yeah. 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 And like that branched me into more like the mainstream culture and like hip hop. And then I started digging into more like lyricism. Mm-hmm. That got me tapped into like the the Kendricks, the J. Coles, the Logic. Logics. Mm-hmm. Logic's a big influence uh, for me. Um, and yeah, slowly I just started learning. Uh, little bit more about hip-hop and getting getting more into it and eventually like now i have my own style and then yeah just cumbias and uh, a lot of yeah. a lot of reggaeton and stuff like that yeah <laughs> my, my my family always loves singing like every time like like my mom would be singing and like i have like my aunts and my uncles i also love singing too that's um, awesome and then like we were at like at, at our parties we have like karaoke and like all that like you know so uh, i mean music has always been in, the, in like my family and, and you know, but the thing is, like, they never put that effort as much as like like the effort that I'm putting in right now. Mm-hmm. So, like, right now, like, like when they see my stuff and like when they see like the videos and like they're really impressed. They're like, oh wow, like like like, like, you, awesome. like you're really doing it. Like you're really doing it. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a struggle, but you know, at the end of the day, it's just worth it. At, at the end, is that so, inspiring? Like showing stuff to your family and having them really fuck yeah, with it. Yeah, I mean, at first I was like, uh, like at first <laughs> like, when when I. First yeah. time that I was doing shows or like uh-huh. when I was doing music, like like they weren't really a big fan of it because uh-huh. like they just didn't want anything happening to like me. Of course, yeah. Because like they know how it gets, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but like overall, like I just like all the work that I did, like overall, like over all the years, like they've really been impressed. They're like, okay, yeah, like you know, you I can I can see the vision now. I can see what you're trying to do, and like just keep going. That's so awesome, man. Do you remember, like, with both you guys, do you remember the first time you sat down and, like, wrote a song? Like, put pen to paper and really started writing? Dude, I actually bought a a rhyming dictionary. uh, Whoa. Yeah, when when, when I first started. uh, um, Some real logic uh, shit. Yeah, Yeah. shit. Like, I actually bought one, and I think that was, like, six years ago. Mm -hmm. Six or or five years ago. Um, And, yeah, I I remember, too, and I, I remember my first studio session. 
and I still have like like the song I recorded that studio session and it's like really cringy and really bad, <laughs> but you know it, 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 was, yeah. it was my first time in there but yeah. yeah I definitely remember like the first time I recorded my first like song written obviously it's, it's not, like not the best but hey fuck it I mean you know it is what it is those are good things to keep to look, go back and look back at yeah, just remind yourself how much you've improved yeah, yeah no, definitely true do you remember like the first time you sat down and tried to write a song um I remember, yeah, I think it was my first song. I don't remember if it was or not, but I was in the kitchen table and I felt super inspired because I was like just listening to a bunch of music. I was like, you know what? I'm about to make the most lyrical song ever, bro. You feel me? So I started writing on my notes on my phone and stuff. And I I, I made like a dope, like at the time what I thought was like a dope <laughs> song. And then I'm um, like, I never recorded it, but... Like, I do remember that feeling the first time I ever, like, wrote my lyrics. And I was, like, I recited them. I would, like, always practice. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, bro, <laughs> good times. It's good times. It's got to sure. be, like, a powerful thing. Like, sitting down and just after all those years of just loving hip-hop, being like, damn, I'm doing this now. You know what yeah. I mean? And then eventually, like, um, so when I started making music, this was, like, during high school time. And I only had, like, four or, like, three classes at the time. So I would really just go to my three classes or four classes, whatever. And then during, like, my uh, free periods or whatever, uh, or during lunch, I would always go to the library and just lock in and just write mm-hmm. lyrics. Always just write lyrics. Yeah. Uh, listen to beats all the time. Um, and then eventually later, I, grew, I started freestyling, learning how to freestyle, learning how to punch in, learning how to, you know, develop as an artist melodies, choruses, uh, bridges, uh Versus everything down yeah. to, you know, just try to perfect the craft. And I'm still learning as I go, but that we definitely came a long way, though, for sure. If you ever uh, get to hear the old music, if it's on SoundCloud or somewhere, you're going to be like, my, damn. Yeah, I put all my things probably right now from, like, before. Yeah, so, because, <laughs> like, like, I mean, in total, I mean, bro, we, we recorded, like, so many songs like so many songs i mean like some are like most of them not even done but like we recorded like a lot do you accumulate like a big vault like did, did yeah. you do you have like a oh, bunch yeah. of songs that you'll never yeah, put out our, our, our producer grbt he, uh he has like our own folder like yeah. ever since like our first session there and like it's definitely a lot <laughs> I, I think like out of, out of all the artists he's worked with like me and him are like the most like he has like in, in his file right now yeah so. where do you guys record at um, uh, San Jose, well, like, it's, like, near Levi's. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Santa Clara, right? Yeah, yeah, Santa Clara. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, okay, so not too far from here. No, 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 no. it's, like, 15 minutes. Nice, yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, I know you guys brought a bunch of singles and stuff. Do you have any plans, like, for a project in the upcoming year, month, yeah, et cetera? Yeah, so mm-hmm. right now, uh, right now we're really, uh, we're working on our YouTube channel. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, we're working on our YouTube channel right now. So basically with our YouTube channel, uh, what we're doing is we're posting everything, what happens behind the scenes. So, like, our... Our studio sessions, our shows, uh, how to throw a show, um, our mm. photo shoots, video shoots, and we also have like bonus footage that we have in there as well, where we put in like little pranks or like uh, just like uh, footage from like our club, like like the club night outs and all that with, with the homies and shit. So that's the bonus yeah. footage, but we we're mostly uh, putting our, our like the behind the scenes of studio sessions, um, sh- uh, shows. Um, photo shoots, video shoots, all like uh, with what uh, happens with music. So like right here, like he's filming for for the YouTube channel now. So um, just Check everything. <laughs> so, so just everything what happens at the back end huh. of, of music, and yeah. So we're really pushing our, our YouTube channel right now and just pushing out singles. So just pushing out singles now. So uh, with projects though, um, I think I'm just holding on for a project right now. Yeah, like, like an album type thing. I might put out like a three song EP or something like that, like later on in the year. But right now we're mostly uh, focused on singles, um, our YouTube channel, and shows. That's right super now. sick. I feel like the YouTube channel thing, what's cool about that too mm-hmm. is like when you feel a little bit less motivated, like lock in and make a bunch of songs, you can yeah. go do, you know, you go to the YouTube channel, and then when you feel less motivated to do that, you can lock yeah. in and make tracks. So it's yeah, like yeah. You, you can balance those two things, and then you always feel inspired to do something. Yeah, and then uh, if, if it wasn't for him, like he, he does most of our video work all the time. So he, shout out Phil. Yeah, shout out Phil. Lero. 
Filero. Yes, sir. I don't know if he wants to come in here to say a little word. Yeah. No, okay. Nah, right, he's well. a little camera shy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like Filero hasn't really put in the work for us, you know. And it, it's so hard because like we we reached out to a few like videographers on what we're trying to do with this YouTube channel, mm-hmm. you know, and um and they. They, they didn't see the vision until he came in the picture and he saw the vision and he's been rocking with us ever since. Oh, and, that's uh, far. Because um, people, there's not that many, not that many videographers that want to do YouTube, like YouTube type yeah. stuff, like vlog type things, uh-huh. or just like all that. And yeah, so it, it, it was really hard when we tried to put out this YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, well, now now it's rolling and growing, so and it, it's getting better by the time. Yeah, YouTube's like an interesting thing. It's a whole different beast mm-hmm. than like doing something on Instagram. Yeah. It's like a totally different thing. Yeah, no, and, and this YouTube thing is very different for us. Like we're not, we're not, we didn't, we never really talked in front of the camera like that mm-hmm. how we are right now. And that's why we just need to get out of our comfort zone and try out another thing that we're not really used to doing. And we're you know, like adjusting to that right now. So e- like each video, like we get better at it all the time. So, which is, I guess what? Yeah, that's, like, the super weird part. Like, I don't know. Like, speaking on camera, for me, like, I'm, I'm definitely used to it now, but it took me a long time. Mm-hmm, like, yeah, I used yeah. to have a bit of a filter when I was on camera. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I wouldn't, I don't know. I, I never felt like I could, like, be totally, like, myself and totally natural mm-hmm. on camera, yeah. at least for the first, like, 30 or 20 interviews I did. But now it feels like I'm not even, like, there's no camera there. And that's, like, what I really try to do in my interviews. Like, I really try to, like, get people to, like, you know, just talk to me like there's no camera there. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And That's hard. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, no, and um, like people don't realize it. Like when, whenever, like we're in public and like we want to just do like a scene or a shot, like it's it's. It's just you just gotta get out of your comfort zone, and yeah, like that's, and that like that's what we're working on right now. Because at first when we started doing this, it was a little bit awkward. Like not gonna lie, like <laughs> totally seeing like in like front of a movie theater or like in front of a place, and like people just walking by and like staring at you, but like they don't realize like you're you're like you're talking to your fans. So, yeah. like, so, like, that lens right there is, like, your fans right there. And uh-huh. like people don't really, like, realize that, you know. And um, and that's what hard about, like, understanding, like, the vision. Like, and, like, that's why, like, the videographers didn't see that, you know. Because I, I guess they didn't really want to do the stuff that we're doing. And, but, yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, if somebody on the street walking by, like, that's, like, a very abnormal thing. You know, but what's cool is with our generation, I feel like it's starting to be more normal. Like, being a creative is becoming more and more of, like, a common thing to do. And I think that's, like, exponentially positive for, like, the vast majority of people. I feel like just having, like, creativity around you Mm -hmm. just makes you a happier person. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, for sure. Just having any kind of outlet, really. Yeah. Where, um, so in the next five years, like, if you came back to this interview in five years, what are the main things that you would hope you have done in five years? Um... Uh, going, uh, going Sam now because they're gonna happen. Yeah, uh, hopefully be like be on tour, uh, be partnered with uh, with with a label, you know, that, that can help us out with Adrian. Um, just going on tour, uh, bringing like our, our our homies on tour uh, with us and opening up for us as well, um, and just having like 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 bill like Billboard hits, you know, mm. like you know, try to try to get more than a million monthly listeners on Spotify, like more than uh, more than monthly listeners on Apple Music, like, and just having like the strongest fan base um, out of the Bay Area, you know? Uh, and, we're, and we're really trying to like have a big impact in like the Bay Area and not only in the Bay Area, but like uh, like around the world, you know? So, Word. yeah, that's For me. Yeah. I'm trying to be on Double XL by like next year Hell or yeah. in two years. I'm trying to, just get all the way to the top. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I'm trying to be the best. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. say it right yeah. now, bro. In five years, I feel like we're definitely gonna be having a lot of shows, festivals, uh, hits. Like it's moving, and I feel like the YouTube thing definitely will like capture all those moments. Like you're gonna mm-hmm. really be join, uh, riding with us. Like you're gonna be part of the daydream. Like you're with us. But obviously you. not really, but yeah, yeah, because you're watching with us, like you're watching. But I just feel like we're on their way there. But um, we just gotta do it now. <laughs> we no. just gotta do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, we we, we just want to make an impact, a big impact in, in the next generation. Yeah. You know, we like we we want we want people to see us as like you know as as the Drake or as the as a top dog or like OVO and like you know 
just just build it, just build an daydream. empire, you know, <laughs> daydream. Yeah, like daydreams, like the vision, you know. That's real. That's gonna happen. I gotta pull up one of your guys' next shows. Let me know. Oh, yeah, yeah, bro. So 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 we got one uh, April eighth at the Catalyst. So yeah, at, at the Catalyst, we're opening up for uh, Pim Toby. And, uh, yeah, bro, send, send me the ticket links. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I'd love to, uh, love to pull up. Yeah, and then we got one in uh, January 14th uh, in SF at Brick and Mortar. Fire, fire, yeah, fire. It's, uh, it's with uh, Eastside, I believe. Eastside, oh, cool. Yeah, shout out uh, Gerald and Ish. Uh, yeah, shout out Gerald part. for real. Gerald. Yeah, me and Gerald got, I'm talking to Gerald about some stuff we got yeah, coming, but yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk about that yeah, in feel like future it, interviews, but shout out Gerald. Yeah, no, as of right now, if like if artists need help in the Bay Area or with just with shows or just with music in general, I feel like they should really go to uh, Gerald. That's cool that you guys yeah. know him. That's a, that's a funny coincidence. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's crazy, and it's crazy how, how many people knew him already. Yeah, you know, hella, it's dude. crazy, but yeah. he's so slept on, though. Like, facts. People are sle- like, people are sleeping on them. Facts, facts, facts. Yeah. All right, guys. Appreciate you. Tell everybody where they can find your music, stream your stuff. Yeah, you got any videos or anything coming up soon? Uh, we got we yeah we got the the shows coming up. Mm-hmm. We got music. We're gonna go to L.A. and film uh like like the biggest single that we have right now that we think is gonna do really good. Um, yeah. yeah, just go to L.A. <laughs> and uh, we were actually gonna go to Washington D.C. and Florida wow. to to open up for uh, for Big Baby Gucci. Oh, that's uh, far. Yeah, but like unfortunately uh, with the promoter, it didn't go through. Um, but yeah, no, we we just got shows coming up. We got a music video coming out uh, later on too. Bunch of music, a bunch of music, bunch of music videos, bunch of visuals. Um, yeah, dope. Excited for you guys. Thank yeah, you. Thank uh, you one last thing. One last thing. And I am working on a tape right now. It's almost done. It's gonna be called Ignorance Plus Plus. Should be coming out sometime in the middle of the year. A lot of songs coming soon. We've been dropping singles every month, and yeah, just stay tuned. Just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Thank you guys for All right. having us, man. This shit was yeah. crazy. This oh, was dude, cool. of course. Appreciate you guys yeah. reaching out. Like, for uh-huh. real, for real. Thank you so much. Thank All right. Ambition 81 Drew. Music matters. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Yeah.